Proudly coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Frontier Podcast. I'm your host, Ledge, and we are powered by Gun.io, the engineer's choice for engineering talent. If you like what you hear, please give us a review on iTunes and join the conversation at the Frontier Pod on Twitter. Giddy up. Practitioners turned tech founders give us a unique view into the customer discovery process because they usually start their companies in order to solve a problem that they've experienced themselves. Such is the case for attorney turned startup founder, Alex Nordholm, CEO of DealWhip, a legal tech startup whose product is a SaaS due diligence, project management and workflow tool for corporate attorneys, investment bankers, accountants, and other transaction advisors. In this episode, I speak with Alex about how he and his team fully integrate engineering into the product development cycle bringing in engineers early, sharing the why behind feature requests, and not surprisingly, getting much better product market fit as a result. thanks for joining us. Hey, so happy to be joining you, Ledge. Great to be here. Awesome. Hey, so give, uh, if you don't mind, like just a two, three minute background of yourself and your work for the listeners before we jump in. Sure, sure. Happy to do it. Um, So I am uh, a a lawyer by training. Um, I went to to law school at at UVA and then um, practiced corporate transactional law um, for a few years at a couple different firms here in New York City, uh, where I'm based. And, um, you know, towards uh, about a year ago, actually, uh, I started talking with a couple of my best friends from law school who were also, you know, transactional attorneys um, about kind of our experience is junior associates, particularly like the, some of the workflow and just administrative kind of low value work pains we were having in, in transactional work. Um, and we started putting our heads together about how we could possibly solve that with software and, and, and really free lawyers up to kind of do the more high value work that they're really trained to, to do and that they're paid you know, very well, frankly, to do. So that was the genesis uh, of the company. Um, started about a year ago. And since then, we've done um, a couple of cool accelerators to help us kind of hone our product vision. We did uh, an accelerator program with LexisNexis, which is kind of one of the biggest names in um, kind of legal uh, knowledge and information management. And then um, we did a, an awesome program this last summer with a uh, called MDR Lab that was with uh, a law firm actually in London in the UK called Mishkan Dorea. And that was really about kind of incubating and embedding with a bunch of their lawyers who would be our prospective users and talking to them about their problems, really understanding deeply, you know, what the pain points were um, that they were experiencing and how we would attack them and, and also how, you know, our product might be able to fit into their existing kind of workflows and systems and, and frankly, tech and infrastructure. So um, this summer also when we were doing that program, we, um, we managed to, to recruit um, our internal development team, which is actually in, in Nashville where, where y'all are based, I understand. Um, and, uh, and our team includes, uh, you know, a CTO and, and a couple of full-time engineers and also a product designer, um, who are all kind of have, have been intimately involved in, in helping us, uh, you know, formulate an MVP on the basis of understanding those, those customer problems we've been discovering this, this summer. So the idea is that we'll be, um, you know, we'll be heading to market sometime early 2019 um you know with uh with our commercially viable products so that's that's the quick quick story 
you did quite a bit of, of customer development there. I just, I often wonder, you know, what's the right amount of that to do before you start, you know, dropping lines of code. Um, do you guys have that internal sort of discussion, you know, on the way or was it, you know, is it a little more organic? You know, we, we had started, you know, building a, a, a concept with, um, with some outside shops actually prior to the, prior to the program and then pivoted pretty seriously during, um, during the kind of lab incubation program this summer to kind of a, a different product concept. Um, not entirely, but attacking really a, a different problem in response to those user pains. You know, we were working to be, to be deliberate, um, but as things do in kind of startup land often, um, you know, we found there's really a, a more severe immediate pain and problem that we could be attacking than the one that we were kind of initially working to solve. So, you know, unfortunately, we weren't completely, <laughs> to be candid, we weren't completely efficient in, in really holding off, um, you know, developing until we were, you know, committed to a particular vision. But uh, it ended up being that, um, you know, we, uh, we, we brought an in, a team on internally and really pivoted our product's vision um, kind of at the same time. So the team that we have now has been working on the current product, uh, you know, basically, uh, since they started. So, so it was, it was an, ended up being a nice parallel. You're a product guy, you know, you've been actually the type of user who, you know, you, you, um, you have the kind of startup where you set out to solve your own problem, which, you know, is, is common and you're a product guy. And so now you have, you know, engineers, uh, you work with shops, you work with, you know, internal engineers. Uh, how do you, you know, what's the best practice to kind of get that stuff out of the mind of the customer and then to the engineering team. So you kind of, actually end up in the least wasteful way with what you wanted like just describe like how, how yeah. do you do the product engineering dance there right yeah i mean so we've we've spent a lot of time on this um working to um you know both loop our team in on all of the kind of customer discovery that we've been doing and then also design a process kind of a, a development process that that kind of brings everybody together in a co-disciplinary way so that we're on the same page um, when it comes time to actually, you know, build the features that we want to build. So, you know, I guess in terms of on the cu customer discovery side, you know, we did an extensive number of interviews and then surveys and then finally user testing over the course of the summer um, and were, you know, quite deliberate about, um, you know, including our, our development team in on those discussions, what we were finding, um, kind of real time. Uh, and now that we're, you know, really kind of uh, on a, on a serious development cadence, you know, doing, doing really consistent sprints and things like that. Um, you know, we're working to formulate a, a development process and I, obviously it's never perfect, but I think we're getting there where, you know, we can take customer feedback, um, you know, we've got a designer who is um, taking that feedback and designing features, and then we're bringing in our developers, you know, uh, several weeks prior to building it, getting their feedback uh, on the feature designs as well as, um, you know, giving them the context from the user perspective on what this feature is going to mean for our users and why, you know, kind of the why behind the feature, which is really important, I think, for developers. And then, you know, iterating upon our engineering feedback so that they can kind of be part of the process and we can design features from a technical standpoint that, that, make, that make sense and are, you know, done, implemented in the most efficient way possible. Um, and we're doing that all before we, we, we 
work to build build features. So um, we've really worked to, to create a you know a collaborative process that loops the engineers in both uh, from a design standpoint and obviously um, in terms of giving them feedback uh, from from the users so that they know why they're building features. I love what you said there that the engineers want to know why and that it's it's valuable for you all to invest in. Uh, telling, explaining, and experientially sort of having them involved in that process. There used to be this idea that you could kind of just derive that all out of the product function and nobody needs to know why, just write me code. And I, I think that's a fallacy. And uh, it's, it's good that you came in that way and, you know, address the engineers as a, a meaningful, um, smart, contributing body, you know, to that process. Yeah, I mean, and they so are. It's, you know, I'm always... Um, w whenever we hold these meetings to kind of talk about features and, and describe why we're doing them and get their feedback, I'm always blown away by their, their suggestions, on, even on a product level. Um, I think um, it's so important to, to be collaborative and co kind of co-disciplinary um, so that uh, you can build the best, best product possible. I think, it's, I think it's really integral to, to bring engineers and involve their perspective um, in, your, in your future decisions. So I ask a lot of CTOs this question, you know, and uh, technology leaders specifically, who actually do engineering recruiting, you know, as we do, it's our interest to, you know, find the best ways to evaluate and uh, grow engineering teams, you know, so we're always interested in like the methods of thinking and the heuristics around how do you know, when you have a, you know, outstanding A plus senior software engineer and I wonder you know from your perspective in the, the product seat you know what are the heuristics you use to determine if someone you know on the engineering team was just a, an absolutely great hire that you want to keep around or you know on the flip side you know what are some uh, negative signs from the product viewpoint you know on a, an engineer that maybe won't make the cut for you you know, I, I guess maybe the best way to approach this is just to, to tell you why I love our team and what, what I think, um, you know, the, the, the really great traits that are stand out about our team, you know, are. And, you know, those are going to be the traits and things that I think we're looking for going forward as we're hiring people. Um, but, you know, I think it's really uh, – I, I love our team because kind of as, as I talked about before – they're thoughtful. They're, they're really interested in digging into the why of features and understanding why we're building, you know, certain features in, in our product um, and contributing to that process. So I, I guess that's one. And, and two, that added, just that attitude of collaboration and investment in, you know, not just building, you know, building great product from a technical standpoint, but building great product from a user standpoint and understanding why our users are going to really love this. You know, that's why I love working with our team because they're really motivated to help us solve our user problems at the end of the day. They understand that that's kind of the ultimate goal of, of building something. So um, I think that's, you know, that's for me, for, for a product guy, that's obviously the, you know, the, the, what, what stands out to me is, is just how invested they are in working to help, help our users solve their own problems. All right, Alex. So just real quick, tell us about DealWhip. You know, you guys are going to be launching this coming year. So, you know, I want the audience to, you know, keep eyes on that and, and see if it's a tool that, you know, they or their attorneys, I'm guessing, could use for their benefit. The initial product um, and the problem that we're working to solve is, um, this might be a little esoteric for non-lawyers, but frankly, it's, uh, it's, it's a big problem. And that is, 
is um, in any transaction, there's a process of due diligence. You might have heard the term due diligence, which is kind of a term of art, but you might have heard it in other contexts. But basically, it's um, the company that's buying uh, the, the, the target company um, needs to kind of kick the tires, understand what, you know, liabilities there might be, what problems with contracts there might be, you know, in tech transactions, it's super important to understand the IP and all the, uh, you know, make sure that um, the company has valid claims to all the IP. And, and that due diligence process is, you know, as many complex business processes are, um, is a highly collaborative process that involves, you know, dozens of people potentially on, on both sides of the transaction. And as a result, it becomes a project management nightmare. So really what we're doing is, is trying to bring, you know, kind of some of the more modern 21st century approaches to project management and workflow into the due diligence fold, right? Um, because there aren't any products out there right now that are working to manage this, um, the due diligence process. In a, in a kind of sophisticated project management type of way. Um, so we're working to solve that problem. I think, uh, you know, I think we have an exciting solution. Uh, and uh, again, we'll, we'll be piloting it starting, um, starting this February with a select number of our pilot customers. So we're very excited about it. And if every listener doesn't care about that now, they will care about it when it's saving them $500 an hour of, of <laughs> down the road. That's right. That's right. And, and, you know, again, it's, it's, as are many of these processes, there's a lot of times kind of wasted um, by highly paid people kind of shuffling papers around. So that's, that's kind of what we're working to solve um, on a problem level is, is work to let, let those people actually do $500 an hour type. I, I hope, I hope that all of you, <laughs> I hope that all of your users have use for Duo someday. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I hope they all go through M and A so yeah. that they're all getting their uh, their payout and uh, <laughs> hopefully using the tools. So exactly. Well, Alex, appreciate your time, man. Good to have you on. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast, produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you enjoyed the show and want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us head over to gun.io slash podcast to get in touch and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast, produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to Gun.io and get in touch. Let us know you heard the podcast, and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer.